I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, my good people? And happy Monday. If you are under the sound of my voice, you are blessed because it means you are alive and well, which is something we got to find as much as we can to celebrate these days. So I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and this is the after show for Oprah's Super Soul Conversations, Super Soul Sit Down. And of course, always with me, this is the dream team right here, the lovely and well-spoken Haley J. What's up, girl? Well, I got to say, when you said Monday, I was like, is it Monday? It's Monday, right? We're back. And always love to talk to you. And as always, this show is and right on target with what we're seeing in the world today. So let's dive in. Yes, I have to agree. So guys, we know a lot has been going on. So we definitely want to send you love and light. Sometimes I wish I was a Care Bear and I could just stare and just give it all out, you know, but um, I hope you're giving it to yourselves as well. So this was a really good podcast. Um, Obviously, this is going to be things like this and what's going on in the world and where are we headed now is going to be a very important topic for a while. I think we're going to have to marinate here for a little bit because that's just what what is required. Um, I don't know how you're feeling, Haley, but I have to, it's like, I love engaging in these conversations. And I think it's important, but I'm also very tired. Um, it's yeah. everything that's happening is, is very, very, very draining. <laughs> I thought of you actually with one of the speakers in the episode who was saying exactly what you said. And on one hand, it's like, you know, you have to fight or you give up. And then on the other hand, it's like, but we still still shouldn't have to fight. And I also can completely see how you're tired of saying the same thing. And especially as I get more educated and learn things, I'm just like wait, what? This is going on for this long? And you're just, and when you see, when you see documentaries and past leaders of our time speaking, and then seeing how eerily similar it is to what we're doing now, it's just, it, even hearing Tupac and what he was saying, it just, it just, how it can these be so the same and we're in 2020 and it's just, it's sad. But again, I do, I have to hope that with this technology, with people actually seeing things with this podcast alone, I couldn't help but thinking the entire time that, you know, we're complaining about our student loans, which yeah, this sucks. But with this free education, that if you have access to an iPhone or Apple Podcasts, any podcast of that form, you can get this education. So I 100% inspire everyone out there, if you didn't listen to these two episodes, to please take the time to really listen because it was just such a collection of incredible voices and really, really powerful stories. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I admired about this is where do we go from here? I'm a where do we go from here type of person. I I really don't want to talk about, you know, now the, the past and the history is relevant in determining where to go from here, but I don't want to live in that complain mode. And I really feel like I see that we've moved past a lot of that and getting to what needs to be done is the only thing I can focus on. And every day I'm trying to tune in and just be in prayer and be at peace so that I know what I need to do at whatever time. Um, I, I really admired that something in this podcast, it started with um, the system is not broken. It was built this way. And it's something I have to agree with. Now I watched, so I'm not into politics, so don't try to cancel me y'all. Um, I don't do 
I don't, d Democrats, Republicans, liberal, this, that, I have a very challenging time because every time I hear anything, it's always a fight about something. I don't like to argue. I'm not going to argue about religion. I don't like to argue. I just like to share facts and let everybody be who they're going to be and, and roll with it. Um, so what I can see is I watched this film. Um, my dad is friends with Larry Elder and he's famous for, uh, he's a conservative and he executive produced this film called Uncle Tom. So again, I'm not telling anybody how to think, but I think you should go to uncletom.com and check out the movie. Because what I learned from there is, yeah, there is a system happening. You know, when you look at Black folks and the way we were living in the 30s and 40s, we were really much more independent of everything. And there were families. Like, people wanted to be husbands. They wanted to have kids. They wanted to be married. They wanted to have a family. People had their business. It was such a beautiful time. And I, it, I almost cried in the film because I look now and there's so many people who are fatherless and men who are, it's just the trauma that's been happening. I would say, of course, before the thirties and forties, you know, but since then, and it's just, it just blows my mind. It's like, sometimes I don't even know what to say because I'm really feeling right now, no matter how much politics are involved, that they're not going to save us. We have to be for ourselves. It's just so convoluted and confusing. Um, I really don't know what the answer is, but I, I really don't think it's voting on this person or that person. We can do it. I think that's important, but I, I think it's way deeper than that. Way deeper. I agree. I do think it's way deeper, but I do think this is what we live in where we at least have to start with having the right people in place. And yeah, that could be a naive thought that no matter who's there, we're still going to have to fight. But the good news is we will fight. So we have to take but, this that they encourage us to take at least from these trusted sources. You know, I trust the people in this podcast speaking more than I trust a lot of people in government these days. So I'm going to at least take the best advice that I feel is offered to me. And then we can only hope for the best making those active steps at least. Um, I don't know if this is just me being ignorant, but I never realized the symbolism of how, how, worldwide that was for people of color with the um with the knee on the back of the neck i so many people talked about how that triggered them and how they remembered that and seen instances and i just i didn't realize how symbolic that was i mean it's really bad and i appreciated them talking about you know trauma being passed down from generations or like ava, ava duvernay sharing that her dad she saw her good humble, hardworking father being taken down in his own backyard because he fit the description above. That is, I have another friend who I'll leave anonymous, but somebody else was sharing how their fear the police started because they had peeping Toms in their neighborhood. And this, this white police officer would come and just peek in the window at her mother. And they, and you could see like so much so that she even remembers his boot print in the mud outside their window. This crap is ridiculous. So it, it, I think what makes all of this so overwhelming is that it's just so much stuff. It's the police. Do I, I don't, I don't understand every aspect of defunding the police because obviously there are other things that happen. I don't want to be that girl who deters the conversation 
obviously because I'm a black woman, but I'm also looking at everything. I look how I'm treated as a woman and it's not just white America. It's not just cops. Sometimes it's our own people. So it's like when I'm thinking about real change, I'm thinking about the the cops, the police brutality, the crazy things in this country that have been allowed to go on, which is, you know, even how you were like saying, you know, I don't know if I'm being ignorant by asking this, that, or the other. It's like, why aren't we learning the right things? Why, why are people not educated? Why can't it be so hard for someone from an, another Well, because there's a lot of education coming out, but they were also talking about how, um, you know, educating Caucasian people and, you know, the handholding that people feel like they need to do. And then again, I'm not saying that that's you, but there is a disconnect and it's like, what kind of imagery have we been taking in? What kind of films have we been watching? What kind of things are we going through that have desensitized people to where you know, when, when they hear about black pain or see, you know, back in the day, black folks being, uh, hosed down with water, ho- with, um, you know, water hoses by the police in the streets and losing their children and all this stuff that disconnects people from being like, Oh my God, what if that was my child? Oh my God. What if that was my son? What to me, it's just a compassion. It's a human thing. So I don't understand the disconnect. I don't know why it took George Floyd, which I'm glad it was something. But um, to even be able to get what what has been going on, you know, my mind is a little all over a place with it, but it's just, it, you know. Two things on that topic. When we talk about the, I don't know if it's ignorant to say this, I don't want to be wrong. There's, I would be lying if I said there wasn't a little bit of fear of misstepping, but I would so, I'm, yeah, it could be a little uncomfortable to say something wrong, but I am more uncomfortable with the fact of not saying anything and seeing this go down. So Good. it's kind of discomfort do you want to take? You know, I would much rather be corrected than be silenced because I'm feared to stand up for what I know in my heart is right and how yep. individuals. And we said this so many times that the best lessons we learned were in kindergarten, treat people how you want to be treated. Like it really should be that simple. Shouldn't matter. Like it's just, it doesn't even make sense. Racism is just dumb. Like, like, like we're judging someone based on the color of their skin. What if we picked like a hair color, you know, like, oh, you have blonde hair. I'm not going to talk to you. Like, it just doesn't even logically make any sense. But it's just, yeah, that's when I learned about sy- systemic racism. Because I was like, why? I didn't even understand what that term meant a few weeks ago. And now after watching everything, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, if people just take the time to see this, like, once you see it, you can't not see it. So I, I have yeah. to I didn't know this before. I'm I'm frustrated with school systems that we've really glazed over so many important things. And even when it comes to voting and politics, it's I'm 27 and I feel like I'm I'm just diving in on so many and shame on me too. I should have looked into this before, but I just feel like I'm just now learning so much that I'm I'm wondering if it's if it takes this much of an effort for me. What about people that aren't trying at all? Like it's just it's just a big circle of miscommunication and misunderstanding. People just don't even know what they're fighting for is what it seems like. And they're just, they take a side and they stick to it and they say what their friends say, but there's just, there's so many more layers to it. It takes more than just watching the news. You have to be open to different conversation and people have to be able to speak, have different opinions and not 
attack each other over it. And I get you speak from passion. So yeah, it's not, it's not like you can just have a, a conversation that means a lot to you without potentially getting upset. But I think so many people just want to attack, attack and be right. And it turns into a pride thing versus let me hear you. Let me try. Because at the end of the day, we all do what we think is just best for us. So we're all doing the same thing. It's just not connecting. Yeah. And I love that you brought light to it. And I agree wholeheartedly. I do think it's much better to speak up. That's something that I have to learn as well, because it's like, you know, again, for me, these problems that we're seeing and going through, not like it's old news, but this is something that, you know, my girls and I, my guy friends and I, we talk about often because we're all trying to figure out how to make it and be independent of all of this stuff, especially being black in America. But then, you know, I I wanted to do something on my social media personally the other day, because like you said, I'll scroll through, scroll through things. And if people have a difference in opinion, people want to go ham on folks like their way is right. You know, for example, you know, there'll be, there's just people who, when it comes to um, politics, I really hate the topic because of the way people ask. However, the more I open up my mind to certain things that are going on, I see a lot of truth in a lot of stuff. And like you said, people are listening to their friends. They are posting, talking. I think a lot of people are doing too much without real quality education. And it's scary. And if somebody else mentions something, we definitely, I even, I'm even afraid to speak up about certain things because I'll have, you know, I, I, I will, I probably, I do know less than I know. So you know, I'm we'll say, yeah, yet. it's like, yeah. Sorry. You know, we'll say, no, 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 it's okay. We'll say, you know, it's a, it is a black lives matter thing. And I know that when we say black lives matter, that it is really being spoken to just the, the police brutality, everything that's been set up against us and everything's going, that is going on and how to dismantle this this beast you know but at the same time what i also would love to see and i want people to be more conscious of is if black lives matter and it's all black lives let's all take care of each other too uh this is for my sisters and brothers if somebody wants to vote for somebody let them vote if somebody believes in something let them we can't start to just separate from each other you know on on father's day i saw some very negative things from black men about black women. I saw some, you know, so I guess I get upset because it's like, we're fighting the world and each other too. We can't like, it's just all too much, but I also understand where it comes from. That's why this conversation isn't linear. There's so many layers and levels because it's emotional. It's traumatic. It is, um, anger. It's the way people were taught. I mean, it really is a mess. I'm like at a loss for most of the time. Like every time I hear the news these days, it's, there's something, something else that you're just like, how, how can we add to what we're already feels like we're sinking? But I, I think it's, <laughs> I even had a conversation with my roommates and I said, the question you asked earlier, you know, why, why now when this has happened for so long, why do we think now we're seeing people come together like we haven't before? And I do think we can owe social media that and now we're actually seeing a lot of the things we didn't see before I think COVID was no coincidence that for the first time people that may have never had an opportunity to go to a middle of the day protest or maybe fear of losing their job people aren't working people have this time so I have to believe 
something in there lines up that maybe this, maybe mother nature was just giving us a little prequel to the real, like we said, the real issue, which is let's fix the disease and then let's actually heal the crisis of humanity, which is how we treat people. And I heard um, from another podcast, actually a very, very interesting and terribly sad point that we're in such a day and age of technology. We're sending people to the moon and we don't know how to treat each other. We don't know how to treat each other. I mean, this literally goes for everybody because I know love is the answer and as corny as it sounds, it is what it is. That's why some, most of the time I like to leave politics out of it because I just don't think that's where the saving is going to come from. It's going to come from the love for each other, the love for ourselves and the love for our communities. And, you know, when I see people all over the world tearing down statues of people who were slave owners, I celebrate that. That's love. That's community. You know, I know for me, I don't want to see another damn slave movie. Okay. Even when 12 Years a Slave came out, I did watch, but it's like, why is the only thing we're preaching about? But we come from royalty, period. Royalty. And you have to know that when you look at African-American culture, the entire world wants to be a black girl from the braids, the bamboo hoops, to the tune, to the way we talk, our lips, our booties, our nose, our color, our dip. How can we not see the royalty and the beauty that we bring forth um, and continue to consume and, and put out imagery of being whipped and beaten? and did, Like, yeah. America's mind is completely messed up on who Black people really are. And even, uh, like, even in school, in history, we didn't learn about the kings and queens and this and that. For God's sakes, Cleopatra, uh, not Cleopatra, um, who did they make? Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, who did she play? I think it was Cleopatra. Cleopatra wasn't a white woman. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? And then the whole thing coming out, like Beethoven was black. While we're fixing Beethoven, let's go ahead and fix Jesus because his, his skin was of bronze and hair of Brillo, which sounds very what I'm looking like. So what are we, what are we doing? You know? His last name, he's a comedian, Michael... Jackson? Well, Chu, what's his name? He's a comedian. I, I forget his name, but it was the funniest skit. And he was like, Jesus is not white. And he's like, name one Jesus you've met who is white. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually true. But what does the Bible say? So it's like the responsibility goes deep. Yes, it's police brutality. Yes, it's the system. Yes, it is all of the things. And yes, it is all of the imagery. We have fed. This is... What was that? Unlearn. I mean, even in history, it was like slave this, slave did it. It was just terrible. Like, that's how I grew up when I went to school as a kid, learning that we were slaves. We ain't going to talk about nothing else. So -hmm. you just got me up in this classroom with all these white kids thinking, what about myself? It's sad. Not to say that we need to throw away that part of history, but we're just not doing our part on so many levels. And I can just see why people see things the way they do, why they were ignorant to certain facts, why, you know, on the inside, sometimes you feel less than. I had to tell my girlfriend the other day, to this day, I haven't uh, gone to a corporate job with my natural hair. Sure, that might be an individual issue, but at the same time, I feel some kind of way. And I'm not even a non-confident person, but there's something ingrained in my brain that makes me feel like my hair has to be straight to show up to a corporation. It's stuff like that. 
that happen all the time. They And I think we almost, especially as women, I think sometimes we chalk it up to, oh, it's entertainment business. They're, they critique our looks. That's what they do. But there's a difference between maybe suggesting you dress nicer for a job or more professional versus no, this is what you need to change about who you are as a person. And that's when it's a problem. And I do want to share this. This quote was blew my mind, not in a good way. It's a black wealth has been stagnant for 70 years. It would take a combined wealth of 11 and a half black men to equal the wealth of one white family. 11 and a half black men to equal one white family. Correct. And it does come from the nuclear family. And, oh, I'm sorry, were you, were you, I was just, girl. I'm, I believe that that's just a fact. Like, we, we just accept that. Well, it's just, so I was talking with my mom, um, and when they burned down Black Wall Street, which was 35 blocks of Black-owned businesses and banks, it's not that we can't do it. It's just every time we do, something happens. And so with Tulsa, for example, and Black Wall Street, they chalked that up to riots. So guess who didn't get no insurance money? It's a game. This is wrong. Like, even people talking about reparations, do I think it's going to be the government who saves this, save that, blah, blah, blah? No, but I sure wouldn't mind something. I sure wouldn't because we're behind. We're behind because, um, you know, the war on drugs. Let's not act like it was where, where, where black folks got drugs. Those drugs were planted. It was dropped. There's just all of these things going on. And that's why the only thing I'm seeing in my mind, the only fight that I'm seeing is for us to rise in our power. Because I just believe if we really cut out the noise and rise in our power as people, it's our birthright to shine in all of who we are. I feel like there will be a shift along with, let me not act like, let me not diminish the value of the changes that need to happen in this country. And I love how everyone's going ham and we can't let up um, because things have to even out. But yeah, it's like, you don't think that if you built something, I built a business on my own and I didn't know how to build a business. I did it. And in my eyes, it didn't work out, so to speak. That devastated me for years. So imagine a people, every time something is built, you get played. Like you don't feel like you're starting to get another end of the stick now. And now that's burned down. And now there's an attack on, you know, black men. And then there's the war on drugs and there's the stuff in the hood. Then you have Planned Parenthood and then you have, the sterilization of black women in the prisons, like attack on our wombs, our men, our communities, our baby. Like, what is that? Like, how? I, the only way I see out is like, we got to rise in power. And that's why I said what I said earlier about we got to stick together. If somebody wants to vote for this one or somebody wants to think a, a way that's different than you, we still have to take that Black Lives Matter and, and act like we all matter and not be calling people names and trying to cancel them. Or I've seen so many people post and be like, look at these coons on here. And there are other black folks. I'm like, y'all, y'all don't miss the point up in here. Let's not fumble the bag right now because this is not a time to be fighting each other. Please. You said too, I, I wish I had the answer and I don't have the answer, but what I do know is we don't have any more room for hate. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. And in part two of the podcast, I thought it was really interesting, the blue eye versus brown eye experiment. If you remember that, they were saying that they had the blue eye group 
people to be felt like they weren't good enough. They gave donuts to the people with brown eyes and they treated them so much better than the people with blue eyes. And they were saying a woman couldn't even handle it for an hour. She started freaking out and she could not handle the discrimination for one hour. And we compare that to what we're seeing now of how if people today could consider what it would be like to be a person of color and to have that mistreatment, you can't handle for an hour. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years. So that wasn't just another really, I think so many people need to know about these things. And really most people don't get things until it affects them, unfortunately. And I feel like maybe this experiment doesn't affect you, but if you can at least maybe insert yourself in that situation mentally, you could start to get it. But you have to want to learn too. That's a big thing. You need have to want to. Yeah, I agree. And um, I love that you brought that up because that transcends all colors, all eye colors. All That's a human thing. This is a psychological thing. That's a scientific thing to, you know, have that kind of thing go on. So, you know, you know, that was just, it was just a really good point to bring that up. Um, I, I'm always a person, you know, they always say strong black woman, blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, things will happen to, you know, black folks in the community and, and they got to get up and go to work the next day. They don't have the luxury of, we don't have the luxury of, uh, falling out, calling the therapist. I think there was somebody on the part one who was like, once I started going to school intersectionally, I didn't even know some of these kids were going to therapy. Like, what is that? I'm, you know, in my twenties and thirties. And like, we just didn't do that. It was like, well, pick it up and keep going, pick it up and keep going. And this is the part where I feel like I'm called to more of the healing space. I believe this is why a lot of black women get fibroids. I believe this is why, you know, a lot of the trauma that goes on, because if you're just like taking the hit, like you just gave the example of the, um, blue eyed experience. It's like, okay. And so what, and you got to go to the work the next day, a little upset girl. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all these things are happening. Even when this happened, I had, um, a couple of my friends, even nurse friends, which you can imagine what they're feeling, black nurses, <laughs> they had to call out. Now, 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 because I don't even think I could have the strength. So, you know, they had to call out of work and things like that, but it just always hasn't been like that. So I, you know, I love that you brought up that experiment because it does kind of put things into perspective. Like, hey, this is how the human brain works. Not the black brain, not the white brain, not the blue eyed brain, not the brown eyed brain. So how can we just, I love to see what companies are doing now. Again, this is all messy. It's all uh, very hairy. It's very heavy, but I do think that these adjustments on, on the outside. And when I say outside, I mean of the black community doing what they can do, then we can go in internally and do what we need to do as a people um, collectively. I I think we're going to get the change this time that we need to see, Uh, you know, so I just, and you know, one of the guys he brought, he brought up and spoke so eloquently how it's ingrained in us not to trust the police. So, you know, that's scary also because you just think of the mental state that puts people in when you are in survival mode and you think you're the only one that can do this and you don't have anyone to call, not to say that the things that go on in our communities are right when it comes to, you know, the, the crimes that we have going on, but at the same time, just think of the mentality of the people as a whole. And honestly, that's where I'm hoping to see some of this money being allocated, you know, uh, civil, you know, what is it? 
I feel like a lot of places are getting money and donations and stuff from all this. I would love to see a lot of that spent or at least part of it on healing the mindset because that's really where everything comes from. I see the deterioration of it, but I also believe that's what's going to be the rise of what's going to help change things too. Absolutely. And I think it also starts from home. I think it starts at a very early age because I think, I think I'm lucky that I can catch myself now to know these things are wrong, but you see a lot of people that are seventies, eighties, that not to say you can't change when you're that age, but it is much harder. So I think I'm really honestly proud of, I can't speak for the whole generation, but I know the group of friends I have here and what we stand for. I'm excited about it. And I'm proud that we're using our voices this way. And I'm, I'm proud to say that I've, I feel different and I feel excited for the first time filling out forms about what are you interested in? And I'm genuinely clicking on topics that I, I feel like back in high school, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to have to learn this. And I'm like, no, I want to know this affects me now. And this affects my friends. And it just, it does feel different to, for the first time, feel empowered to make a difference and that I can, and my voice does matter. And, And I don't know. It's just like one person can't, change the world, but maybe they can. I don't know. I was going to say, but they can. Yes, they can. That's what Tupac said too. He's like, I'm, mm mm-hmm. Sometimes that's really all it is. And just, is that a car? (laughs) Sorry, y'all. I live, I'm telling you, I got to get out of here. It's just streets. (laughs) Um, When you talked about this idea that women have to be, Black women in particular, have to be so strong that was brought up in the podcast too, but be, that because they've faced so much in the past, people just kind of almost like a, a guy, a lot of people assume a guy is just tough and doesn't show feelings. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people of color, especially a black mom has given this role that she's just always has to be tough and she can't show emotion. So that's why, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe that's why the idea of therapy was looked at as weak because you're supposed to be strong. You're not supposed to need that. And we're human beings we all need that right and and who was going to pay for the therapy whose jobs are really holding that down i'd love that they brought up the health care and and you know the disparaging disproportionate numbers that go on in health care and how what did he say i think i wrote down the stat but it was like i think it was 54 percent 54 percent i don't know if it was african-american as a whole or what they were speaking of but still 54 is too far one way anyway um, make less than living wage. Um, and so that's why they're saying, don't ask for too little. Again, I'm seeing the conversation about reparations, especially when it comes from, you know, maybe more of a conservative standpoint for me, you know, it's not about getting handouts for the government handouts from the government. I think were the beginning of the decline of the black community when welfare, welfare started. Um, and that's a whole not, I mean, it's just a lot, but, um, mm-hmm. I do think when it comes to, this is America, when it comes to healing, therapy is going to cost some money. Um, healing is going to cost some money. Rebuilding some of these communities are going to cost some money. Like, I mean, even I shared with you guys, I think it was last week, how even all the energy now and the things that we're going through now has my, one of my friend's five-year-old son said out of his mouth, like, I, I don't want to be black. People don't like us because we're all yelling and fighting in the streets. Now it needs to happen, but we also need to make sure these kids are not carrying that notion that they're not good enough and that 
they can't have the jobs and that they got to be some kind of way for the white man, quote unquote. And, you know, we, we can't afford for our young black boys and girls to be discouraged to come out here and shine. So again, that's kind of the stuff I want to focus on is like, there is a level of things where it is somewhat of an equal opportunity, not equal. How do I say? I don't want to even say that we have to fight harder. I got to even find the words, but I do think there's, there's enough room in America for us to really just continue to turn, turn this boat around. We're going to turn it around by how we show up. We're going to turn it around by the things that we say to each other. We just got to keep doing the work because it's really big. It's just, I mean, we done covered like eight things. Yeah. It's been long enough. And even in this podcast, we've covered so many things under one umbrella. So it's just kind of like, we just have a lot of, a, a lot of work to do. I'm curious on your take, because a lot of people go back and forth with how they feel about celebrities stepping in, and Beyonce, she actually, she wrote a civil rights bill, um, 2020 type letter. Do you think hearing from someone like Beyonce could make a big difference? Yeah, you know, I'm a fan of Beyonce. To me, she could do no wrong, so... um... No, but I, what I can say about Beyonce is I feel like this has always been her narrative. It, this isn't a trend for her to come out and be like, oh, Black now. Like, she's been riding and she has influence. So I certainly hope, because we do need some of these things rewritten. I don't, I don't know history so well when it comes to what, the Declaration of Independence or whatever article it was, but there's still the Constitution. Still written that, you know, it's literally written that we're three-fifths of a human in that. Why, why, is, why is that not done? That needs to be rewritten. That's done. You know what I'm saying? So there's foundational things in this country. Um, but I didn't know that. Three-fifths of a human. And not only that, but then now I think I heard someone say, and please fact check me, but Yale was involved in some kind of slave trade and stuff. So they might have to change their name altogether. That's what I'm saying. So this stuff that's just, you know, Yale and the Constitution and and look at this statue, and he's on a horse, all of this white stuff. Even Sarah. Huh? Sarah. Say it again. Maple syrup. Oh, yeah, girl. And I, I thought that I never knew it was based on a character. I always thought she was the inventor of the syrup. Literally, that's I never what... thought anything else of it. And hearing it now, I'm like, that is so messed up that we are basically making fun of this woman. And that's what I'm saying. It's so important for us to be strong and rise in power and think for ourselves. Everyone needs to think for yourself. A lot of the stuff we're fed is very driven for the money. A lot, the majority of it, 99.9%. We're not looking at anything. We're like, oh, syrup, Aunt Jemima, yum, go, go sis, like, no, you know, it's just like we're, we're, we're bandwagon and now social media, I believe has made it worse and better at the same time. But a lot of the stuff that we just roll with, that's cool. Got a lot of undertones of racism. I think it was a star spangled banner banner song. That's racist. I ain't singing that either. Uh, there's a girl, I mean, it goes so deep. It's, yeah. a, it's a, it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. That's, that's why on one hand, as I do wish I knew these things earlier, I also do have grace for myself, realizing that so many things were fed to me as a child. And that's what I learned. And that's what I knew. And like so many other people across the world that we have issues with, they know what they know because of how they're raised as children. But again, 
you have to get to a point where if you're lucky enough to have access to more information, take it upon yourself as an adult to educate yourself. Because at this point, I, I can maybe see if someone has no means of education, they have no internet, they have no resources, I can give you the benefit of the doubt for not knowing. But if you have the opportunity, if you can be on Instagram, you can look up an article, you can sign a petition, you can at least entertain the idea of not knowing everything and just opening up to the possibility that there's a world, there's such a history. And even if, even if you learn it all and it doesn't change your mind, I would at least have more respect for someone knowing that they tried to look into it more. Yeah. And it's so loud now that we can't, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I missed that with the last part. I was just saying versus the easy route of just hearing one headline or listening to your friends without questioning, is that how I really feel? Or is this just more convenient to say that? Yes, I agree. And I love how you brought up honoring, first of all, grace. And I hope I'm always, as a black woman, I hope I'm always creating the space for grace for everyone, including myself. Um, And I applaud you for getting involved in the conversations and you and your friends, you know, being involved. It's okay that, you know, we're here now. So that's totally fine. And I love how you brought up the point about what we learn as children and what I'm hoping to see. I would love this whole conversation to be eradicated. I think about when I have kids, I don't want to, I don't want to tell them any of this. I don't want to poison their sweet minds. I don't want to, you know, it's just like, I don't want to have to, you know, so many people talk about, they got to tell their black sons. Okay. Now when you, when a cop comes, you know, don't like, uh, don't do this, put your hands on the hood. And then the guy in the podcast, he made such a good point because he was like, well, dang, this guy was complying. So now do I tell my son to comply when we all just saw, you know, something else happen? And, um, you know, I definitely think it's a police issue. Um, again, this is not to say this is not an all lives matter statement. So I don't want to hear it, but, um, they're doing this all people, you know, black people included. I just think there's more layers and levels to why it's happening to us and the, the disproportionate numbers that it's happening, but, um, they're out of control. And, and to have public servants that you're supposed to be able to call on, but you have to obey and act strange and da-da-da, you can't say nothing, da-da. That's so emasculating and humiliating. I pray people like me and my mama don't get pulled over because I always got something to say. And if it ain't right, it ain't right, you know? And I, I had to come to this space um, because I even remember being pulled over at one point. All I did was make a left turn. It was a little obnoxious, but my windows were down. I was in the car by myself. And so for a police officer to, to approach my car with, with his gun to the side, like, you got to run up on me. Like, I was softer back then, but now I wish somebody would. Like, that would have been on social so quick because there are really people in the police department that do not function like they're supposed to. And that's the first thing I want to see is all these people eradicated. I can't believe we're still talking about Breonna Taylor and only one man has been fired. What is going on? What is going on is a great question. How do you tell your kids that? Oh, you could be sleeping, then maybe, I don't know. I thought of, we've seen some horrible videos, obviously, within the last few months surface, but the ones with the children and the conversations of the parents having those topics with their, with their children, it's especially heartbreaking to me. And I did see a young boy speaking at the protest. And yes, he was so cute. And I was so happy that he was, 
you know, fighting the fight, but I couldn't help but think, but he shouldn't have to either. You know what I mean? Like he I should agree have with you. When I have so much courage to stand in front of thousands as a, what, six years old, probably like, yeah, he's cute, but he's a cute little boy that shouldn't have to deal with people. He just, he shouldn't have to. I don't know what else to say. No, he need to be worried about his, his spelling bees his friends, what sports he want to play, what um, school topic in- interests his life, learning great things from his mother and his father. Like, no, this is not. So it just hurts my heart. It's a lot. That's what I'm saying. So I'm hoping all of this really works to just pull it up by the root. Let's let it, let, let's, let's be done with it. Let's simultaneously, let's pull it up by the root and let's heal our roots. This has to be done simultaneously or this thing is never going to happen. Because even if the system does change, even if they eradicate every racist or, you know, even if they got on top of the police department like this, blah, blah, blah. What has been brought to light in addition to everything is still how we treat each other. So we're still going to have to heal. You know, we're still going to have to, we need black fathers. We, we can't all be baby mamas and baby daddies. And I understand things happen, but when we, we, we have to stop that at some point. So that way our kids have an opportunity to live in a two-parent household. Gangs, this and that. I mean, Chicago is slaughtering people. We slaughtering each other, slaughtering. We don't even need the police to kill us. We got this. We wiping each other out. So it's like, it, it's, it's that. I'm never going to take away from what needs to happen in the system. Never. Because it's crazy. But we be crazy too, and we just, and they're both tied together. When you're treated a certain way for a while, you get certain behaviors, certain things become acceptable. You're fed certain things that are so. I'm not excusing it, but we just it has to be both sides. It has to be, and that's something that I really want to get more comfortable bringing to the forefront is our healing, our families. It this is a serious mental health and heart issue when you hold things down and you don't deal you get disease. So we, you know, it's, and this is a disease, all of it. That was beautifully said. And it kind of speaks to the point of fighting fire with fire. We're all going to burn. So we have to, and it's hard. I think it's one of the hardest things in the world to combat hate with love because you want to be angry. You want to be mad. You should be angry and you should be upset, but we have to, we have to figure out a different way to win this. And I know that I speak from a person of privilege because of my skin tone. And I, like, I, I, I don't want to just quote the quotes, but it's, I really like that quote where it's on the posters where it's just saying that I know I can never get it, but I stand with you. And that's really all I can say that I understand. I can't sit here and say, I know what it's like because I don't, but I do want to do the best I can to change that narrative of what we were brought up with because now I do know better and I do believe that it's my responsibility if I see wrong speak up yes no that was beautifully said as well and I love how you said fighting fire with fire we're all gonna burn but fighting love when I feel like when people think fighting with love they think it's this passive soft let me give you a hug let's not forget how fierce and powerful love is Let's not, yes. let's not yes. downplay that, okay? Yeah. Have you ever seen a, a mother uh, lion go after one of the cubs she loves? Or when somebody has to, 
love isn't this passive cute. Love is fierce and we need to be full of it for ourselves and each other. That is powerful. I don't care what it looks like. You have to believe that for what it is. God is love. So what you going to say now? Really? You know, this is one of those moments where I need that last minute of what you were saying just recorded and I need to play it every morning just to fire me up because you're right. I think that is a misconception. People think that you're rolling over and you're playing dead and you're the weak one when you fight with love, but you're absolutely right. And let's give a shout out to my poster right there that the tiger and the love and protection and we did see when it comes to George Floyd calling out for his mom that speaks to the love of mothers and that woke up a lot of people so let's find the love let's find that love and let's find that strength in the love because we are not backing down yeah period I mean I love that let's see I was trying to look at the time because we could just go you know how we do um There was so many good things in here, like the Kimberly Jones thing that went viral um, about the burning down the communities. And uh, that was, we had two to cover. So there was a lot. There was so much, but you know, it kind of gave us an opportunity. You know, I love that we're, uh, you know, I'm black, you're white. We're both women in the same country. And I think it's beautiful that we can come together, share our childhood, our ideas, um, our passion. And I welcome the differences. Like I grew up around already, I was a military brat, so I didn't grow up, you know, um, sectioned off or anything. But um, I love that we're able to have this conversation because intersectionality is going to be part of the answer as well. It's not just the black community talking. It's not just what we have to figure this thing out. And I just love seeing how open everybody is and just being able to have the conversation, you know, was, it's really nice. It makes a huge difference. Should we... Um... Should we share our poll of the week? Yes, please. Okay, so this is from a line from Missy Elliott, actually. And she said, privilege is when you think something is not a problem when it doesn't affect you personally. And I actually had a few um, mixed responses. Some people were going back and forth with the idea of having an advantage over privilege. And I can see maybe the words can be confusing, but I do think that you have to acknowledge that just because you have a certain skin color you have maybe it doesn't seem like you you can't change it because that's how you're born but at the end of the day in the world we're living in you have to see how history has shown us that it does give you privilege you can't argue that if you know the statistics and the facts so because of that I do agree with that situation that if just because something does not affect you personally if that doesn't bother you then that is a privilege that you were just choosing to not see and my stats here I um, the percentages for you right here, we had 88% that they agree, 12% disagrees with that quote. Yeah, you know, I um, definitely think the advantage is a privilege. Um, there was a post I saw on um, YouTube or, or wherever it was, YouTube, girl online. Um, and, <laughs> right. And it was a bunch of boys, and I might get part of this wrong, but y'all are going to get the point. There were a line of boys lined up. There were black boys and white boys all in a line. And we saw the finish line. And it was like, okay, if you grew up with your father in your home, take two steps forward. Most of white kids take the two steps forward. If you grew up and didn't, this and it takes you to da da da. So they go through this series of questions and then hit the start button. Half them kids were already halfway down the field. So who's going to reach the finish line first? 
that's it. That just take that and, and run with it. <laughs> yeah, literally run with it. Please. Um, see more of these, even the, I know we're short on time, but when people say the all lives matter thing, I love the analogy of if you're in a neighborhood and one house is on fire, you're not saying, what about my house? We're focusing on the house on fire right now. No one's saying your house doesn't matter, but like your house isn't on fire right now. So I think it's just, you got to remove the ego to see this is just for the first time speaking on behalf of white people. This is not about us. I'm just going to say it. Oh, <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> I mean, well, dang. Okay. <laughs> no, I love that so much. So well said. I mean, really, I'm totally going to watch this again. I love everything you said so much. Um, and you know, the last thing that I hope I can share is people, please think for yourselves, please, please. We got elections coming up. We got the coronavirus. If you do not think you are about to be fed some craziness, if you don't have discernment within your own mind, spirit, and heart, you're, I want to use a word, you're, you're screwed. <laughs> okay. Please, I'm begging, I'm begging. Right, right, a little bleep. <laughs> we have to do it. You guys, you guys are going to hear and see some things. And it's, you have to be able to tell what's real and what's fake. You have to. I don't care whose mouth it's coming from. If it makes your tummy, or you get a little tingle in your spirit, or you, please follow that and do your research. Please. Because we can't just be all moving around like sheep. God designed you as an individual to use your mind, your way, walk in your power and your purpose. We don't need everybody telling us what to do. Be informed, but be, have insight. Please, please, please have that insight. And that's the only thing I want to work on and continue to stay in tune with is what am I hearing? So that was it. I don't even want to say anything else. <laughs> I thought that was beautifully put. The only thing I can say is if you're not, if, if you're not sure how to move forward, go back to treat people how you want to be treated. If you wouldn't like it, if someone did it to you, it is that simple. Don't do it to them. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Please continue to show up however you feel it's necessary for you to show up. Um, you'll always get love, grace, and good vibes from us. So thank you so much for watching. I'm Jamie Alexander. And you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, which is J-A-I-M-I. Alexander. <laughs> and I'm Haley J. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, underscore. Jamie, I love you. Thank you as always for the conversation. And guys, be looking out for Sunday on my Instagram for the poll question of the week. All right. See you guys. Same time, same place next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of... My friends would do that. They're like